All right, welcome back to BetQLU. We're talking all things college basketball. I'm John Martin. He's RJ Choppy. We are just five weeks away from Selection Sunday, and we're in the heart of conference play, and we have a pretty good feel for the most part on what teams are and are not about. But felt like it's a good time now to just sort of uh, update everybody and, and sort of take a take a survey of who's in, who's out, who's trending up, who's trending down, and to help us sort through all this, we're going to add in our man Zach Kroll, who's our producer, has been working with us uh, all season long, and always good to get back to three, three is company. So, fellas, let's get started. RJ Gonzaga, who's ranked 28th in the net, they're 0-5 in quad one uh, games. They do not have a quad one win. They do not currently have a victory over a team in the NCAA tournament field. They just lost St. Mary's. Um, we know that they probably do have some reputation working for them, but does this have the feel of, a, of an at-large NCAA tournament team to you, RJ? Look, I don't think it does. I, uh, I, I do think that like their reputation might help them out. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I, it's, it's unavoidable. These, these are humans, right? You, you can't avoid people just thinking, oh, Gonzaga, you know, they got to be in. There, there's no doubt. They have to be better uh, than, you know, Colorado. They have to be better than Washington State. They have to be, right? They're Gonzaga. Um, but, man, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't watch this team and think, oh, man, that's a team that can pull, like, three upsets and make the Elite Eight. I just, I just don't see it. So I, I think they might be out. You've got to be – You've got to win at least a quad one game or two. You can't have that kind of record, I don't think, in a quad one, even though their net's pretty good. Zach, what do you think? RJ said it, man. They're 0-5 in quadrant one games. This is a team that doesn't really have a win right now over anyone that's projected to make the NCAA tournament. And I watched them a little bit against St. Mary's. And the one thing that really stood out to me watching that game on Saturday was this just isn't a vintage Gonzaga team. There's no Jalen Suggs or no Chet Holmgren walking through that door. And for the first time in a while, I thought the talent on both sides of the court between those two rivals looked pretty even. Now, they'll have a big opportunity to kind of move the needle on Saturday, playing at Rupp Arena against Kentucky. That's a non-conference game that we see in the middle, beginning of February. We don't really see that that often, but that's a game they got to win. And I think right now their only yep. chance to get there is yeah. uh, by winning the WCC tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I the last time I got involved with Gonzaga was December 15th. Because they play so late, I'm like already in bed or winding down or whatever. But the last time I got involved with them was against UConn. I, I took the points, uh, Gonzaga plus four and a half or something, and they were just now. Granted, I mean this is UConn, right? I mean this is the number one team in the country, and they were, you know, they had a healthy cling in. But I mean Gonzaga got dominated essentially at home. I mean this was uh, this was you know, basically a, a home game wasn't at their place, but it was, I think, it, you know, one of the neutral venues close enough to where it would have been mostly Gonzaga fans. And it was just a, it was just a route. Um, and I look at this Gonzaga team and man, they're just so limited. They're so limited. They play, as always, they play really short rotations. And I just don't, you know, Graham, Graham EK is about what they have in, in Watson and you get past that. And it's just, it's pretty thin. Um, and they're going to have chances, right? I mean, they have Kentucky coming up, and they have St. Mary's on the road again. But if they don't win those two, you know, I just, I definitely just don't see this happening for them um, other than winning their league tournament, which they probably will is my guess. Yeah, I mean, right. my guess is that they probably, 
you know, so this is all moot. But 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 look, I mean, we're not used to this, right? We're not used to this for Gonzaga having to get in via the tournament. Um, and I don't know. I just wonder what that means for the future of Mark Few at Gonzaga. I, just, yeah. I sort of think all that sort of comes into play. But, no, I would say definitely out um, right now. And then the side question is, uh, would would it be would it be good for college basketball if they miss the dance? Would it be bad? Would it not bad? Would it not matter? I mean, I, I tend to think it would probably not matter uh, because we're used to Gonzaga not winning anyway. So I don't I don't know that it would be you know it's like it's going to be some great loss. Oh my God, Gonzaga's not in. We have to shut down the tournament. Yeah, they're new money. They're new money, man. Like they don't they don't have a fan base like Carolina does. You know, Carolina or Duke miss. I mean, that that's a different tournament. Uh, Gonzaga misses. I mean, they, they got a look. They're, they 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 got a great program and like mad respect to what they've done, but they don't have a following. They don't have a national following. They have a national following because they're a small school. People like them yeah. because they're small. They're like the Detroit Lions, man. Like the Detroit Lions became like America's sweetheart this year, not because everybody loves the Lions. It's because like, hey, they're the cute little story, and that's that's Gonzaga. But like. We're 20 years into that story. Like, they're going to miss. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, moving on down the list here, Virginia, which is now coming uh, coming on strong, and it sort of looked like one of those Tony Bennett performances, now up to 32 in the net. They just uh, they just handled Miami. Uh, I mean, just destroyed them. 38 for the game is all Miami could muster, 29% for the field. Two quad one wins, four and two in quad two. Uh, Zach, does this sort of have the feel of a Virginia team that's picking up steam and is going to, you know, find its way in? What do you think? It's funny, John. Going into the season, I was really wondering if Tony Bennett was a guy built for the transfer portal NIL era. When Virginia was at the peak of their powers, winning national championships, getting one seeds, they had older, experienced guys that have been in the system for a couple of years now. And they have that a little bit. Reese Beekman has been there for a couple of years. He's really good. Isaac McNeely, really good shooter that stands out. But I was just surprised yep. how they handled Miami. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but Jim Laranega just – walked away from the huddle in the middle of the game. He, he quit on his team, and you understand why. But the ACC, it's kind of murky, man. I, there aren't really that many opportunities for quality wins. I'll give them the slight, slight nod right now, but I think they're one of those teams that they're on the fringe of the bubble. Like, every game for them matters, and that was a, a big win for them to beat Miami on Monday. Where are you at, RJ? Man, I think they're going to wind up getting in. I'm just bored by them, dude. Like, I get they're a great defensive team. They're like watching paint drive, man. Their offense sucks. It's bad. Like I can't watch that team play. And you know, at least they were like the number one team in the nation. They were dominant. It was like it was fun yeah. to watch, right? Their yeah. offense was good enough. It was fun to watch. This is boring. This is bad basketball. There's nothing I find. I'm I'm insulted by bad basketball. Like I I, I get very very angry, and I'm forced to watch the Mavericks play. All right. And how do you think? And that's they're the opposite. They don't play defense at all. They just score 150 points a night. That's right. This is bad basketball. This is bad basketball. Virginia has. If you're going to be bad, if you're going to be middling and boring, at least score points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they definitely they know uh, how they want to win. Uh, and and obviously, you look at their last five games. You know, points of point totals of 59, 69, 65, 66, 60. That is the way they want to win. Um, I think if, if you look at their projected record at Torvik right now, uh, 22 and 9, 13 and 7 in the ACC, that's going to be enough. Mm. I, I think. 
I, I think that's going to be yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, and I realize that the ACC is definitely down from what we are accustomed to, but there is – I just don't see a world where a, a Virginia team in the 30s of the net with a 22-9 and nine record, and we'll see what happens, obviously, in the ACC tournament, but let's just say they get a win in the ACC tournament, 23-10, and 10, you're getting in. Tony right, Bennett's not getting left out. I mean, it's no, just no, no. that's just the way it is. Um, now, will they make a deep run? I mean, I think that's kind of a totally separate question, but uh, I definitely do think they'll be in. All right, moving on down the line here. Colorado ranked 30 in the net, uh, and they are 1-4 in, in quad one games. Do have Arizona this weekend. Arizona, last time we saw them, you know, kind of scary, kind of spooky there with Stanford. Yep. Uh, took a hell of a second-half collapse from Stanford for that to happen for Arizona, but we know the talent is there. RJ, does Colorado feel like a tournament team to you at large? You know, your top 40 in both offensive defense on, on Ken Palm, I think that's a, I think that's a tourney team. Now they didn't play. They, I mean, they played a high school non-conference schedule, man. That was, that was downright embarrassing. That was not a good non-conference schedule. You can't do anything. You don't know that Florida state's not going to be the normal great. They're not going to be great. Miami's going to have a down year, but, I would I would think that they're in, um, not safe. Maybe they're in the uh, the first four, but but I, but I think they're I think they're I would call them attorney team today. Zach, what do you think? I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's just so interesting to me with this team is a lot of the people you hear you're they're saying, oh, this draft is terrible. The NBA draft that's upcoming, yeah. it's going to be one of the worst we've ever seen. But Colorado might have the best uh, NBA prospect that's playing college basketball right now, Cody Williams. His brother is uh, Jalen Williams on the Thunder. They also have uh, KJ Simpson and Tristan De Silva, two guys that are both projected to be first-round picks in the NBA. I think it really might come down to this Arizona game. It's a game they got to have. They need a signature win, and I think they get it done. You know, We're going to hit on that game a little bit later in the show, but Tad Boyle, he's a pretty solid coach. I think they find their way in. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's just kind of flip a coin with them right now. Um I mean, the metrics that are good, one and four in quad one is is not going to be good enough. Um, and I think they have a lot of booby traps that they have to avoid. UCLA on the road, USC on the road, you know, Utah at home. You know, these are, these are going to be, I, I feel like, you know, very interesting games that could go the wrong way for them. So I am going to just say no. I am going to say that they do not make the NCAA tournament because they don't get all those. They'll be favored, but I don't think they'll get all of them. And I think ultimately when you try to make a resume and you make, try to make a case for Colorado, you're going to ask, what did they do? And you're, and the answer is going to be really nothing. Uh, and I think ultimately that's going to be the difference uh, in why they do, they do not ultimately get in. All right, Texas, moving on down the line here. Texas uh, is 38th in the net. They are four and five against quad ones. Uh, RJ, Texas, in here, or out? Here, here's my thing with Texas, okay? They've played a very difficult schedule. You've got to like, – they played mm-hmm. UConn. They played Marquette. They played Houston. They played Iowa State. They played BYU. Those are good teams, man. Like that, That's a gauntlet. Now, they lost them all for the most part. They lost a lot of them. They've had, they had good couple of wins lately, Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU. They still have Houston again. Um, they still have Kansas. 
and that Kansas game's on both those games are on the road. Um, Baylor's on the road too. I don't think they're going to get in. They're going to have too many losses. I think like today, the tournament started today. I would say, dude, you're going to get some credit for playing those games and having that tough schedule. But they have too many. They're going to have 11, 12 losses this year. I just don't see it. What do you think, Zach? I agree. And this is a team to me that's just soft. I understand that Rodney Terry did a really good job last year getting them all the way to uh, the Elite Eight. They really should have been to the Final Four. They had a nice lead on Miami in that game. But there have just been too many head-scratching losses. And then all of the horns-down thing with the fans at BYU, with the UCF players, I'm just not a huge fan of this Texas team. I think they miss as well. I, I I just I disagree with you guys vehemently. I think Texas is, is way in. I think Texas, I mean unless they just totally implode here, I think they're going to be way in. Um, simply because of I mean if you have four quad one wins and you have any sort of respectable record in the Big Twelve, yeah. I just don't think they're. I mean you have to field sixty eight. You know you have to put sixty eight yeah. teams in this thing. Um, and I just I, I mean, again, when you look at some of the things that they've done, I mean, you got to win it uh, against Baylor on the road at Oklahoma, you know, overtime loss to Houston, but you you won at TCU, you know. Uh, I just I just don't know how you keep that team out again, provided it's not just a disaster down the stretch. So I'll say Texas does wind up getting in, and then finally St. John's. They're forty three in the net. They're two and seven in quad one. Uh, they do have wins over Dayton. Is Villanova even a good win anymore? Uh, Twelve and two outside quad one. Zach, what do you think about St. John's resume? I think they get in just because Rick Pitino is their head coach, and they do play their best basketball uh, usually towards uh, March and when you need to. But they've had some missed opportunities, losing at home to Marquette, losing at home to UConn. I think this is a team that's going to keep getting better as the season go on goes on as the schedule gets easier. But, man, I, I was thinking that they were going to get at least one of those games against either uh, Marquette or UConn at home. Yeah, they needed one of those games. I think if they make it to the semis um, of the Big East tournament, they, they, they got a really good chance. Other than that, man, I, I'm not putting my my faith in the committee. If I'm, then there's too many teams out there that are on the bubble. Um, you know, too many names. I mean, especially if Gonzaga is on the bubble with them. I, right. I, 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 they, need to make the, they need to make the semis. I just, you know – there, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's opportunities. There's opportunities for for St. John's because they play in the Big East. There's also, yeah. in the same breath, opportunities to lose those games. You know, like analytically, they're projected to beat Creighton at home. Is that, a, you know, is that really going to happen? You know, I don't know. They're projected to beat Seton Hall at home. Like these are very difficult games in this league to, to just assume a win. Um, I don't think you can do that really against anybody. Georgetown on the road, like, I'm just not necessarily there. Um, and so I think for those reasons, look, Rick Pitino is a great fit for that for that job. And uh, if he wants to be there, he's going he's gonna to kill it. He's going to do a great job. Uh, but if I were betting, I think right now uh, Torvik has them with a 63% chance to get an at-large bid. If I could bet no at that price, at, you know, 37% chance no, I would definitely bet no just because, again, they still, to me, have work to do when you only have – you know, two wins in the quad one category. So, again, opportunities for them to win and improve that resume, but also opportunities to stub your toe and not quite get there. I guess it's a good problem to have, but it is what the Johnnies are going to have to deal with the rest of the way. All right, we have a lot more to get to. Saturday, shaping up to be a very good day in college basketball. We'll break down that slate. Also, some news in college football. 
Stick around. You're watching BetQLU right here on the BetQL.